It's Mila. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. That's good. How's the baby girl? Doing a little bit better. Progress, progress. Yeah. I know. When kids get sick, man, it'd be, ooh, take a toll. Bro. <laughs> I know you know. Yeah. It's like, man. Mm-hmm. But it's getting better. I think she gets more frustrated with herself. I'd be like, hey, man, slow down, bro. Mm-hmm. And then she can't do what she wants to do, so that frustrates her. Right. Yeah. To the point where she don't want to do anything. So then it's like, all right, but you got to do something. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all a process or yeah. whatever. Yep. <sighs> man. Shit, man. We, we got some shit to unpack here. Yeah. This, you know. Um, Survivor Series. We'll get into that. But um, before we get into that, do you have a match to watch for? Uh, my match to watch for that we'll get into uh, next week uh, on our podcast. But my match Swerve to watch for is going to be Swerve uh, and Hangman in the Texas Death Match. That was that was Death Match wrestling on a mainstream platform. Like that's amazing. That's Death Match wrestling. Not I wouldn't do it. But, right, I know I feel you. Was, but that's cool that's watch. what makes it deathmatch wrestling is that it was like wow, all right. They went to and I'll, I'll talk more about about the effect that it has too. But they went to levels where we like wow. I mean, some somebody was like, bro, if they pull out a weed whacker, but I felt like we were getting there, like CZW levels. I was like, man, but that's the way. Like, that's the way you tell a story, like. Mm-hmm. Because every time I would be like, wow, this is so far. I remember this man went into this dude's house and was talking to his baby. This is exactly how me and Sterling would react. This is the type of violence that I would put on this man for something like that. So this makes a hundred... If you were a father, you could understand. Every time you were questioning, like, damn, does it take all that, hangman? You go, oh, shit, he was all in his crib, all in his... Touching his baby crib. And you remember... I think anybody who's a dad go, I feel you, Hangman. Beat his ass, dog. Beat his fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Now, Swerve, we all love Swerve, but storyline purposes, we were like, we totally get it. I get it, man. Yeah. Except for the drink and the blood. I don't know if I go that far. But when you're in a rage, shit happens, dog. When you, you touched my baby. Tommy <laughs> Dreamer did it. This is true. Tommy <laughs> Dreamer wore it all over his face, yeah. and we were like, oh, man, this guy is. But I felt like that was the... 
that's one of those that that match right there is one of those trendsetters where you're like, yeah, it's gonna take a lot to top that across the board. Not AEW. I mean, like across the board. Yeah. Like the next time somebody does a Texas Death Match, they're gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna have to do some crazy, at least something crazy. I might not be on that level, but I gotta do something. There's a bar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you haven't seen Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page, uh, Texas Death Match, that, it's hard to meet that bar when you're on television like that. True. Exactly. AEW gets a little leeway yeah. because of, but that's the product. That's who they cater to. I think, I can't remember who said it. I think it was MJF that was like, he loves AEW because there's so many different types, you know, you could get a pure match with Shibata and Yuta and then a crazy, you know, I don't even know what you, how you categorize it, but you get Moxley and Orange Cassidy. And that's crazy in and of itself. And then you can have a strong style match like last night with Brody King and uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just so many different yes. styles where you're like, oh man, you could get a you could get a lucha match. Mm-hmm. It's anything. Just and that's what I think makes AEW different and what sets it apart is that you kind of you get a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> and they try to make it authentic to as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the big deal. Like, it wasn't an AEW style death match. It was a death match. Like, this is a death match. I don't. If you yeah, did that I'll shit on, it. yeah. If you did that shit on GCW, if you did it on CZW, if you did it wherever you did it, you'd be like, oh, this is death it's death probably, match. It probably even amazed Tony Khan the way that shit came out. Right. It was like, yeah. whoa, this is crazier than I thought. You guys are pretty crazy individuals. You motherfuckers are crazy. Thank you. It's crazy because that was the talk all week. Did Survivor Series happen? Yep, <laughs> it's yeah, true. That that match was was the talk. Yeah, of all talks, like in wrestling. And I, and I think it when we're talking about matches in the match that ha- matches that have happened is still the talk when you're going to talk about matches. But yeah. the talk obviously is the return of CM Punk and Randy Orton. And Randy Orton. Um, but that being said, you want me to go over the car? Uh, you can get your news or rumors if you got something. I, I, I don't know if I have any news or rumors. There hasn't been much going on except for the CM Punk stuff. That was pretty much it. And yeah, Other than that, they... You can go to the match, too. It's been slow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, so we started off the night with the women's war games match. Uh, Bianca Belair... Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch defeated Damage Control of Bailey, Asuka, Io Sky, and Kairi Sane. Gunther successfully defended the WWE Intercontinental Championship uh, by beating The Miz by submission. Santos Escobar defeated Dragon Lee. Wish they could have kept this match off. It wasn't horrible, but I, no, I will get to. I'm a, I, I got you. I got you. I have a perspective. Rhea Ripley defeated Zoe Stark by uh, pinfall uh, to successfully defend the Women's World Championship, which was a really, really good match. Yeah, um, and I would have liked to see that match get another two, three minutes. Mm, one more time. And last but not least, Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton defeated the Judgment Day um, in the Men's War Games match. And we also saw the return of CM Punk, and that was... Horror games, Survivor Series from Chicago. Uh, 
before we even get to this, I have to sit here and say, mm-hmm. love him, hate him. Yeah, let's do. Let's do it this, yo, that motherfucker from Chicago. He tired. That motherfucker comes out. It's People crazy. are gonna go crazy. It's nuts. But we'll get into that later. Okay. No, I thought we were going to give our perspectives on it. Because it's not part of my raw, bad, ugly. I know, it's not part of okay, my cool. I, I really get You that say that to the end. Yeah. Got you. Uh, our raws, then. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. My raw, um, I'm actually going to give it to... Some people did not like this, but I really liked Gunther versus Miz. And I didn't mind the Miz getting a lot of offense. To me, that made it better. Because of the promo that Gunther gave on Raw leading into it, so I thought it was a perfect chance for Miz to get that kind of... And Chicago fans are going to be behind the whole story of the match because we all get into the show. You know, and the Chicago, first off, a hell of a crowd. Yeah. That was one hell of a crowd. I'm not saying that because I'm from Chicago. No. I'm just saying it was one hell of a crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Especially they, for having a lot of wrestling. Showing, they were showing Miz a lot of love. Yeah. They were into yeah. the story. That was the, the, yeah. the that was the main part. But I loved it because they were into the story... And we had um, Gunther playing the role, um, mm-hmm. feeding into that, playing off of that, and in the end coming out yeah. like he usually does, but without the Miz looking weak or anything, he actually looks stronger. Where it was like, "Whoa, where has this been?" Um, and I really appreciate it. It wasn't on the babyface level of Chad Gable, because I feel like when Chad and, and Gunther had their their matches, it was a, a lot different. Or even, Il, no, nothing's going to match Ilja Dragunov. I'm not even going to mention that because that's just a different level of yeah. David and Goliath. But it had that kind of feel. And I really liked it. It surprised me because I did not think Tyler it was going to be that really good match. Ty- oh, my yeah, God. Just a side note, that Tyler Bate <laughs> match, I've probably watched Tyler Bate versus Walter so many times from progress, like so many times because it was so well built up and Do so good. you know what good. match was well built up? Pete Dunne versus Walter. Yeah, that was well built that up, too. That was a bad match. That match was crazy. Woo! Butch. Anyway, but yeah, that was my raw. Gunther and Miz. I don't think he's going to go by Butch anymore. Go back to Pete Dunne? I think Good. so. I think that's what we're leaning towards. Because, uh, what's the name, walked out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my raw, you know, once again, I think... On the same thing that you're saying, a lot of people, um, I know some people wasn't, they felt like some spots were a bit clunky um, in the women's War Games match. I think it was the better match of the two matches. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, so that's my raw. Okay. I mean, I think the women came and showed out. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think Oscar playing with the crowd by pulling out all the weapons except for the damn table until she felt like pulling out the table last. Because the, the crowd, that's what I mean by the crowd was just so into, into it. it. yeah. Because she was pulling out the candlesticks, stick, pulling out the candlesticks, sticks. And they were like, as soon as she lifting up the apron, yay, boo, boo. yay, boo. And then they go crazy as soon as she pulls out the damn table and shit. I'm like, yo, this crowd is, is fucking amazing. And I'm like, yo, they just, they just really into it. And... Um, it was kind of, it was kind of like one of those moments where 
you felt like, man, damn, you gonna leave this motherfucker disappointed. And then they just threw another thing at yeah. you. And shit. Was Randy Orton gonna show up? Was he not? Oh, Randy Orton is there. It's crazy. Damn. So, you end up with Randy Orton, and then you don't even think that you're about to get CM Punk. And then that shit happens. I mean, I don't even know if, I don't know if my damn Raw is this, mat, this first match of the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the two. But no, but seriously, this this match is fucking good. Um, I would have liked to see Damage Control come out on top, but I understood why they went the other route. But I love this match. This match got a good time, too. 33 minutes, 35 seconds. Women's War Games match. Your bad. Uh, my bad is going to go to the... And not because of the match, because I really like the match. Um, but to Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark, what you said, I was actually going to say, I felt like it deserved more time or more, more of a shine. Um, because I felt like we were getting to a climax and it just kind of, not abruptly, but it was just too smashed together, too fast. I knew War Games was coming up and I I felt like I shouldn't feel like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that was the thing that bothered me because as it was ramping up, it was like, oh, it's already over. And they built up this feud, I think, or this title match enough to where it, it could have been more. Um, now, if they're going to run it back, cool. That's dope. They should because I think Zoe Starks deserves it. But I also feel like it deserved a little bit more time only because, it, like I said, they were in there, they were in there shining. Like, and was, right when it was getting to its peak, it was like, all right, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. And it was like, no, keep going. So that was the my, my bad. Just, I felt like they deserved more time. You know, it's crazy. I really don't have a bad, but if I had to choose, it would be the disappointment of not seeing Damian Priest be able to cash in the middle of a fucking match. Oh. It, because it made perfect sense. Because not only did it make sense, it's never been done before. Yeah. Like, it, and I know people going to say, well, they do that all the time. It's always in the middle. No, it's not what I mean. In the middle Instead of war games. Yes. Yeah. And, like, they having a whole different type of battle. Because now he's chasing. Or yeah. Seth is avoiding. Or, you know, there's so many different yeah. ways you could go. Yeah. Because like, now it's a War Games match. But the title changed, the title in, could the change midst in the midst of that. Because yeah. there was a match going on. But pinfalls don't really... What the fuck? And yeah, it's like, and yeah. It, it, yeah, and then, oh, shit. They won, too. Right. And that's probably why they didn't want to do that. Right. Because... Now you have to combine it all. It's like, oh, he also pinned Seth Rollins. Unless you could make it very climactic to where he find, he pinned him, but it, that'd have to be something different. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel you. I wanted to see it. And I was kind of mad that they teased me, yo, because my mouth was salivating. You were ready. Yeah. yeah. He was um, ready. You're ugly, sir. My ugly... I don't want to call the the men's war games match ugly, but here's what I did not like. I felt like we were cramming in spots for the sake of cramming in spots. Mm-hmm. And they are a, one thing that I like is that with war games, even with the PG restraints, they've always been able to be creative, entertaining, athletic, all those things and I felt like 
in this match there was the emotion factor, and but we all knew there was these surprises, and we all knew that Randy Orton wasn't gonna do a whole whole lot. Like he wasn't gonna do it; he's just coming back. So it limited it in a way, you know what I mean? And I feel like it was already limited because to me, the faction that should have been in War Games is Bloodline. That's the number one faction, so it should just be that way. Um, but I understood Judgment Day being in it. I realize what's going on and why they got to do with it. Yeah, show must go on. Everybody knows that. But I just felt like it was cramming in. Like, even the the tossing RKO. Like, I feel like there's better ways to get to that, but then that could be me being nitpicky. But it was almost nah, like... I thought it was a better way to get to it. And he didn't really hit it. Right, it was kind of like, okay, we're going to do something cool because we got to get some cool shit in. Um, and... I feel like... It was a spot fest. I don't want to call it a spot fest only because I've seen a spot fest and it yeah, wasn't that bad. Yeah. But it was kind of, I felt like, okay, we got to get this shit. Like, even with, with Sammy with the pipe thing, and it was like, got to get the pipe in, pipe, pause. But we got to do the pipe spot and all that. Okay, cool, that's done. Now we got the baton for... Okay, now we're going to do this for Martinez with the... And I'm like, okay, or Damian Priest, we're going to do the baton. All right, now what? Okay. Um, and it was just going through the motions. It, it didn't feel as organic. The only part that felt really like, oh, organic for me, and wasn't just like, we got to get this shit in, was the bull rope part with, uh, with Seth. And Cody, because he was like, it's not about you, it's about the team, let's fucking do this. And I was like, okay, throw it back to these stories. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the part that I thought was cool. But other than that, it was entertaining. But I just felt like, okay, we're just going through the motions to get to the end, if that makes sense. You know what I think they missed the opportunity on? Especially because, like, um, what was it? Was it Raw? When Cody Rhodes announced, yeah, it was on Raw. That Randy Orton was, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you missed out on the opportunity because obviously then you have Jey Uso sitting there looking like, oh, shit, because they were the ones that took him out. I thought they could have kept it a secret. But was it, I feel like they part of the reason they didn't was because they didn't want to be the whole CM Punk thing and, like, people try to hijack, but... If he was coming, but then maybe they didn't know yeah, by then. Yeah. Who knows? No, I thought that he should have came out Monday. I felt like... Yeah. It was kind of like, duddish. Yeah. I was like... Randy Orton. Woo! Where is he? It like, or, yeah. or did a promo where he... A video wasn't know. it? Yeah, that would have been dope. Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah, there's ways around it. I mean, it is what it is. Who knows? What but I do love the, the look on Jay... Because at first, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, why the fuck he ain't excited like everybody else? And, and I thought about it. Like, oh, I shit. said, oh, shit, yeah, they, was the, they were the ones that took them out. Continuity. Yeah. And so, um, and so, like, the one thing that I would have liked for them to play up was for Drew and Randy Orton to fight over who get to sit there and say something to him. Like, mm. who's going to address him? Because... Drew McIntyre wants to beat his ass. Randy Orton wants to sit there and fight him or, or tell him that how he remembers and shit. And so then they fight over who gets to go after Jey Uso and shit. And then that's when Jey Uso hits a super kick on, on Drew McIntyre instead of Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. 
that would have made more sense. To yeah. Me. Felt like that was a missed opportunity, but obviously, Santos Escobar Dragon League. This was a bathroom break match if I never. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know what it was, it was uh, okay. And it didn't have to be that. No. Because they have, yeah. like... And the, the story just doesn't make any sense. We could have like, that... Because I feel like, why couldn't Carlito and... Just be in that role. Yeah, why couldn't they put on a good match? What is it that Carlito can't do? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll work. Especially in Chicago, I feel like. Yeah. The story was there, yeah. You didn't have to mess around. And I get it, you want to fit feature Dragon Lee. Do that shit on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. And I don't even care. Cause where is what if he started just speaking English? I mean Spanish all of a sudden. Like I mean, the motherfucker was speaking English. Now all of a sudden, this motherfucker barely know English. Like what the fuck is going on? Unless I'm tripping and didn't watch him enough. What Dragon Lee? Yeah, he speaks English. So I'm just like, what the fuck? But I think part of it is so they want him to be able to. Um, they they want him to be able to fill that role of like Rey Mysterio. That that thing is what they're trying to do. So he's gonna play to the audience, not play to the audience, but you know what I'm saying. He's gonna speak Spanish, English. You know how they do, Ray? It's all PR. This is marketing, sir. You already have that in Escobar. But he's a heel. You gotta have a face. Yeah, That's how they think. I know that, but this is the WWE, sir. <coughs> it's a different WWE. You heard what Triple H said. Yesterday. Sure it is. There's still a, a it's template. It's the same. There's still a template, bro. It was 10 years ago. There's still a template, bro. Fuck. But that was my thing. I just... But I think it just didn't help that I wasn't invested in the storyline. That's one of the biggest things, too. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because... I know the storyline's been going on a long time, but it doesn't feel like it's been going on a long time. And you know Why? Because every single week we got some kind of, I'll throw that word out there, you always be like this guy, some amalgamation of the fucking Judgment Day against Cody and Jay or Cody and Kevin or Kevin and Sammy. or So we've like seen this fucking story over and over and it's like now you're going to throw them all in. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't have that separation feeling where it's like what you said, I don't need to see your ass every week. And it's like if I see the match every week, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as special as important. Yeah, I mean, but Dragon Lee and Escobar has a, haven't had a match that I don't think of that I can't think of. But that's or what I, it definitely hasn't been every week. No, what I was referring to was talking about with the war games. Oh yeah, yeah. with that you're not invested in that. <coughs> with that, but what I what what I was trying oh, to no, tell you. No, what I was saying, what I wasn't invested in was. Right, but I was trying to tie that in because oh. that's I was trying to tie that in because it's the same thing. You have yeah. a ready storyline right mm-hmm. there yeah, that yeah. Carlito makes sense. You have the sympathy. You had him talking shit to him, like I'm gonna beat your ass when and I Carlito see you. That's the reason why they broke up. Thank you. He's the one who who outed him. So why you throw Dragon Lee in there to mm-hmm. be like I'm gonna fight his battle for him? No, let Carlito get in there. If you want Dragon Lee to come afterwards. Do that, but that's what I mean. Like, and I felt like that's why Escobar's promos have been pretty decent. Yes, because that's what he's trying to point out. Is like, dude, you're the one that's caused that caused this, and then you got the announcer saying, "Oh, this is crockish." I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, he this did. Is true. I do get 
but you get the story. He but did. like he you, it. But that's the problem. They took yeah, the time yeah. to tell that story, mm-hmm. and it's like, wait, yeah, don't throw Dragon Lee in there to promote the new. You know, like I get it. He shined. He's dope. I know he's dope. I've been watching him in ROH forever. But finish the fucking story. Yeah. Finish the story. Carlito's right there. He's not hurt. If he's not hurt, he could go. Yeah. And he could put on a quality match. What? Is it because you didn't want Carlito to take it L so early on? I don't understand it. I mean, we all know he's back and he's just going to be taking L's. He's right. just going to be there to put people over. And it'll be good. Yeah. He's not there to fucking shine. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, at least that's not what I'm expecting out of it. Right. So, uh, Carlito should have been in that match to take that L. Instead, you end up having to give Dragon Lee a L. And for what? When you're trying to make him shine. Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> let's unpack this. CM Punk mm-hmm. makes his return Chicago. And I should have known something was up. Bleacher Report was just like, oh, is CM Punk going to come? Stuff like that. And when Bleacher Report is reporting on it, then it means there's something that's possibly there. Right? And so we get it. <laughs> Announcers don't even say anything. CM Punk's music just hit comes out amongst a ruckish ass crowd everybody's loving it and then you get all the reports you get the and you get the video of Seth Rollins cussing them out flicking them off saying fuck you and really this is where at first I'm like oh shit what the fuck going on here then I'm just like man dude he just got there. What's your problem with him? It's been whatever, how many odd years and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sitting there, I watched the video, I watched the video, I watched the video. Then I start to notice, only person that's holding him back is Michael Cole. Nobody else is really holding him back. Right, right. So I'm like, if he really... really want to get to do... Yeah, he could have got to him. But then you also think there's a professionalism. Because I've, I've been in situations where... Like, my girl's holding me back. I'm like, bro, ooh, and, like, it's that. I'm a, ooh, I'm a, ooh, I'm a, Do you think Michael Cole is strong enough to really hold him back? No, but if you're, no, I feel you. I I know that. But did you really want to go do something, too? People be pump faking, and I'm not trying to say Seth Rollins be pump faking, but you've been in situations where people pump fake. Like, come on, man. I do something. I haven't moved yet, dog. I'm still yeah, right I, here. I, I, I don't understand. Look kind of, look kind of buff. He might have got his ass whooped. Somebody got his ass <laughs> He was like, man, I can't lose this job. I got to He kid. may not be able to fight professionally in UFC, but he's still a trained fighter. True. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but, um, but no. I, and, and so that made me think of it even more of like, oh, this got to be a work. So I, I had to delve more into it and stuff. And, um, and somebody brought up um, how in Seth Rollins' interview or whatever and shit, how he talked about, well, if they welcome him back, we're going to welcome him back. If they feel like he's good for business, he, you know, 
say, oh shit, yeah, Seth is taking. So why the fuck would he be pissed off then mm-hmm. that they signed him? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was trying to watch. I watched the Royal Rumble 2014. The only correlation that I got there was they started off the Royal Rumble match, but it was Roman that eliminated both him. I think it was him. Uh, Cesaro and Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because at first I was thinking like maybe CM Punk eliminated him. It felt like it, it postponed his career a little bit longer. But I was like, no, nah, that wasn't the case. But they did start that match off mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so I don't know where they're going with this and, and why they want to have Seth have all this animosity or anything or everything maybe it's or maybe it's the he feels like this is Cody 2.0 you mm-hmm. come here you go yeah and you, you, yeah. you ruined my moment again we just won and then you had to come, come out right. and ruin this moment for me mm-hmm. yeah that could be one too and then you have the Drew McIntyre Oh, he left, he stormed off. Or he was visibly, noticeably upset and slammed his locker or whatever. People noticed it. But he actually walked out before CM Punk came. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean he didn't hear his music hit and that he wasn't upset about it. Or he could have just been upset, period. Uh-huh. I think he just got that thing of like, yo, these motherfuckers still ain't signed me to a new contract. They and just not give me what I want. Good. Yeah, they, yeah. Because how much did it cost? And, and right. the truth be told, though, you don't know how much it costs yet. Can't watch other people's pockets. Yeah, go and watch your own. Yeah. But at the same time, someone watching that, your own is watching what's going on. Like, yeah. huh. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't got and, it? And not that he's probably upset with CM Punk. But just the, just the optics, as you yeah. would say. Where it's like, well, wait a minute. Because we don't know, but let's speculate that it was, you know, he's got a figure in mind and like, ugh, we can't really do that. In your mind, when you see CM Punk, you're like, well, wait a minute. You just did it, motherfucker. You said you couldn't do it. Oh, so I, and now you're like, damn, I get it. It's good for business, but I'm not good for business. Maybe I need to look at these, and that's where the time off thing, and this is where I feel like where AEW kind of fits in that mode, where it's like somebody feels like, okay, you know what? I'm not happy. I got a lot of shit going on because, you know, sister-in-law and shit. I could, you know, chill, have a decent schedule for a little bit. Let me, I got enough money set aside. I can relax but still do my thing and make some, let me do this shit. Let me just fucking kick it. I'm I'm straight. I'm going to let this contract run out and then I'm going to kick it. Because it's not like Tony's not going to figure out a way to get you in because, you know what I mean? He'll be an immediate beast on on the roster. Oh, yeah. Or he could just do what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. I think he's set himself up in a position yeah. where he's like, whatever I got to do, I got to do. Because they don't have too many other wrestlers like you. Yeah. I mean, they got Warlow. Warlow's fucking phenomenal and shit. They even got Hobbs. Hobbs can't move like Drew McIntyre can move, though, mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh, and not that he's... No, this is a different yeah. style. Yeah. So they literally don't really have Somebody as athletic and big as you. So they gonna fit you in somehow, some way. Um, you'll be a great addition to the AEW roster. And they're gonna pay you well. They're gonna pay you a lot of money. 
the end of the day, you're just not going to generate as much as CM Punk. <laughs> it's just what that is. Even Tony Khan had to admit, yo, when CM Punk was here, I generated probably the most amount of money that I could ever generate when he was on the roster. Mm-hmm. That's just who he is. That's why WWE, despite what happened, I was just gonna say, AEW, gonna be my point. brought his ass in because most people would be like, "Fuck no!" Right. That's why ain't nobody really touching Matt Riddle. <laughs> Fuck <Right. laughs> shit. But AEW ain't sat there. It it just would have made, and I think he's already wrestled his first match, right? Matt Riddle. Hey, it wasn't the AEW. Oh right, yeah, no. Because they don't want to deal with that shit. And then you got the Matt Riddle and his tweet. Oh, I don't. Know. <laughs> Everybody had a tweet. I don't care. Yeah, about how about you? Yeah, but you know, yeah, because you had Ryback or whatever. His name is Ryback now, right? He changed it to to Ryback. I think I'm not sure. Like Ultimate, la Ultimate Warrior type shit. But anyway, yo, Matt Riddle, this is the problem, though. You're still not taking accountability. You want to sit there pointing out how somebody else is a problem, but you still got to take accountability for your own shit. Instead of pointing out somebody else's shit, being a fucking snitch, acting like Gunner over here, you know, won't you, won't you figure your own shit out? Because that's what you really need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you were a fucking problem. And as talented as you were, man, it seemed like it was almost on a weekly basis. It was a different issue with this motherfucker. And it's just like, yo, you're a fucking issue. Yeah, CM Punk may be a fucking issue. But CM Punk also generates a lot of motherfucking money. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time in the sports world, period. I'm not talking about sports entertainment. Just in the sports world, period. I remember when the Ray Rice situation happened. Everybody up in arms about it. Which they should be. But. If Ray Rice could have still performed at the top level that he had once performed at, he would have been back in the NFL. Parallel example. Now, he punched this woman. You got what's name over here stuffing leaves and, and whipping their ass with switches and shit. He's abusing his child, Adrian Peterson. But guess what? He still had a talent that generated money and that can help a team win. So he was able to get his ass back in the NFL. Matter of fact, I don't even think he served a year suspension for that shit. He was able to. We've seen this time and time again. It's what the money can do. Can that money make everything feel better? And in this situation, Yes, because really, on truth be told, I'm a CM Punk fan, but his ass should not be in the WWE right now. If he's still operating how he was when he was just in AEW, and that was just in September, so this is, we're not talking about that far off, that you know, super long ass time. 
and stuff. For him to be like, oh man, I get it. I should have never done this type of shit. Like, essentially, he just took a couple of months off. All right, now I'm over here. Yeah. But, I mean, for me personally, as a, from a business aspect, it makes 100%, like everything you said makes sense. Like, if I'm Triple H, I would do it too. Especially if I miss out on Will Ospreay, then I'm like, okay, I can go here. You know what I mean? Now I could use those dollars for here. Um, although I think if they would have signed with Osprey, I don't know if it would have fit just because of who he is and what what he does. And I, I feel like last night was a very per, like a perfect example of this is the there's a template. It's a new WWE, but there's a template still. There's a mm-hmm. template we have to follow, and we can go a little bit outside that template, but we gotta stay within that. So I feel like as a as a human being who has to survive and make money or whatever I think that's why it will be a different CM Punk and cause it's a different it's a different system right mm-hmm. it's a different system you're not gonna have the leeway and pull you had before could there be animosity in the locker room who knows it's like that it, places jobs are jobs um but in the end of the day like you said he generates money people will pay to see him people are excited to see him it changes the dynamic of a lot of things. More people are going to watch Raw tomorrow, most likely. Will that kind of R factor fade? Who knows? It just depends on what goes on. It, could he get injured like he was injured in AEW? Because that's the thing that a lot of people don't talk about. He was injured a lot in AEW, like a lot. So it was like, that went into it too. Is it, so if he gets injured, you know, what does that do with the whole deal? How Does, does he fade off because it's kind of like, hey, we got to keep the ball rolling here type thing? Who knows, right? Business side makes sense. Me, personally, I'm just kind of like what you said. I'm not one to judge somebody if they're reformed, do better, same mind state, whatever. I just feel like, as a fan, i always be a fan and appreciative of what CM Punk has done, does for Mm -hmm. wrestling, his in-ring ability. But I just soured on him, personally, just because it's like, you really can't act like like at the biggest fucking show in the world. I don't give a fuck about Glass. Like, this is how you're going to act at. Like, that shit for me really bugged me. Like, it just, because I just don't understand that. There's nothing that serious. At the biggest fucking show ever, For the, it's like, that's for real? That's how we acting? And I'm not saying I've never lost my shit, but I'm also not 40-something and did some goofy shit. Like, I just... To me, it's just so... I think you're bringing up even a better point as to why even more so I got to look at the Seth Rollins things as as a work. Yeah. Because you saw the way he reacted about that shit before. Mm -hmm. You got a problem with me. He wanted to confront you. And even when they did the reports that CM Punk was just confused... That ain't how he operates. Right. Get the fuck all. out of here. Fuck you mean? He was just confused. What's going on? Yeah, no. That motherfucker would have been like, yo, you got a problem with me? What the fuck did I do to you? He would have lost his job on the first day. <laughs> Fucking first day. They'd be like, come on, man. You just got done doing this shit. You just here. got here. You can't be fighting people in gorilla. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. So... 
I just I just think that it's a work, and I think that's why people are gonna, and it was smart, mm-hmm. because that's what's gonna get people want to watch on Monday, right? Because they want to see confrontation. Yeah. And they want to see beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want problems. Always. Always. Always want problems. So. We'll see what happens, man. Um, I do wish CM Punk all all the best. Yes, hopefully it's all smooth sailing and he can go off in the sunset and maybe hopefully just bring AJ Lee back. But I don't know, man. This women's roster is just it's fucking it's, it's crazy. There's no way. I don't know how they're gonna be able to do it because they got Tiffany Stratton. That that chick's a fucking beast. Yeah, man. Yo, like, I, don't I don't even watch NXT, but but when I that. seen it, I was like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. You know, she kinda, um, she's got it. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Ira I- Ila Valkyrie. Oh, she's dope. Yeah. She's fucking crazy. But she's been dope. Yeah, she's dope. Obviously, you got Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Bianca Belair. Now you adding Jay Cargill, who's probably the worst wrestler out of all of them and shit. But as long as you can build her up as a beast. Yeah. It was almost like they didn't even need to bring Nia Jax back. I mean, you still got her, though. I mean, it is, they got just a wealth of talent. Of fucking and the talent. good thing is Triple H is in charge, so he'll know how to so use them like, correctly. Damn, you need a mid-card championship belt. Fucking Zoe Stark's amazing. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, this, this dude, the things that she can do, I mean, it's, it's dudes out there that can't do shit. Oh, yeah. She could wrestle. Herself. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's just fucking amazing. <clears throat> so... I was sitting there, I was thinking about that shit. I'm like, and then, you know at some point, Sasha is going to be back. That's going to happen. Yeah, but it'll be down the line. Because she already got her citizenship. She's really serious about this Japanese thing. And they've already got a match scheduled for her for Mm -hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, it'll probably be like another year or two, maybe three. No, I think it'll probably be three. Yeah. And then she'll be back. Because I think the money is going to be there. They're going to want to pay her. Because these wrestlers, now that... TKO actually fought them. And then you got AEW in the mix that these wrestlers are actually going to be able to generate more money. So now she's going to be able to sit there and ask for what she's worth. And what they thought they was going to have to pay her, now they're going to have to come up even more. Mm-hmm. But she also has to stay healthy. Yeah. If she wants to generate and get that said money. Um, but, damn, I'm just like, yo, to me, in that women's match, Shotzi was out of place. Not because of her wrestling. Her character just didn't fit everything else. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they needed bodies, so it was like, uh, yeah, yeah. you, come on. Because mm-hmm. he's still trying to build people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, that probably would have been the spot for Zoe, but, or they could have gave that to what's name? Um. Ace of Spades. I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. It's going to come to me. I can picture her. Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could have gave that spot to her. You know? Raquel Rodriguez. I was surprised they, they, they didn't put her in that. Which, I wish they would change her name back to Raquel Gonzalez. And then I wish she would. She was a better heel than a, than a baby face. But they need more baby faces, so. Yeah, I know. But she's still a better heel than baby face. And then, man, I can't wait till Dakota Kai gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should retire Natalia. 
Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Put it out there in the universe. You know, um, I think they should do more with Piper Nevin. Uh, especially with I Chelsea Green. I mean, she's Green. a tag team champion. Yeah. They got to start somewhere. Especially with Chelsea Green, though, being... Because Chelsea Green could be a good mouthpiece for her. And also be that person that, you know, kind of valets her around, but she can also wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. But anyway, I got nothing else. What about you? I got nothing. Yeah. So... With that said, then, <laughs> let me get that cough out. That's <laughs> it. My bad. Uh, be sure to check out 1515 and have other content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, view to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any other podcast platforms you choose to use. Just type in 1515 now, and you should find a podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Buffy Rundown, Rest on Roundtable, Studio Flow, Scutter True. Um, you can also go to our website, find those podcasts, 1515 Um Also click on that Amazon banner, go support the site, greatly appreciate it. Um, and with that said, it's me, Stuart Pro. It's Miller. And we out. Jamming on the one. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.